And welcome back to another episode of Subconscious Mind Mastery. It's Thomas and Majana in the booth back again. <laughs> and we have a listener question that we're going to jump right into. I love, you know, I love getting these, especially when they come from Mumbai, India. Gotta love that. Isn't that awesome? Oh my gosh, just love the reach. Thank you for listening in India and Australia, where we are continuing to pray for you and wherever you are listening to this. So this hits on a number of nerves, and that's why I thought this was a great question uh, to just not answer by email, but to do a podcast on. So this young listener, 25-year-old film producer and photographer from Mumbai, India. Now, first of all, right there. Wow. (laughs) I love working with these young people who are getting conscious and I think, you know, Majana, we've been talking about this. The, the whole thing of what we're under is an awakening. Absolutely. And a new shift in a new consciousness. And who better to help with that than young people with a completely different perspective and outlook on life? Well, and I've been illustrating this and talking about this in depth on the Fun Astrology podcast almost every day. So you can listen over there to the explanation of this. We're not going down that route here as much, but uh, wait until Pluto, the planet Pluto, gets into Aquarius in 2024. You're going to see the lid come off of this thing. So yes, we are in the midst of a tectonic shift, (laughs) and that's exactly what we are feeling. So for the Saturn-Pluto conjunction this past weekend, as we are recording this in January of 2020, Majana and I had about a dozen or so friends gather at a place, and we just hung out for the morning. And as we were sitting around the table and and just having a conversation, I said, how many of you have been feeling unusual, amped up stuff over the last up to six or eight months? Every one of us raised our hand. So chances are, if you're listening to this, (laughs) which you are, You would raise your hand, too, in some degree. So we've all been feeling it. And what she went on to say was that she had found this podcast and had been listening, and it had made a tremendous difference in her life. She said, completely changed my life. So thank you so much for that. And Majana and I both, in the work that we are doing, are so touched every time we get one of those emails from you guys. And by the way, would you do me a favor and really do all of us a favor and hit the comment boxes, especially if you listen on Apple Podcast or iTunes. That would just be awesome if you would leave a, con- a comment for Subconscious Mind Mastery. And then if you listen to Majana's Life After Life, hop over there and leave one for her. Share some love in 2020. <laughs> Please and thank <laughs> we you. We would love it. So she said, though, here's the issue. For the past month... And a little bit more, she said, whatever I've been focusing my mind and subconscious on has not been working. In fact, the exact opposite. And she had a cute little line here that I really appreciate, and yet I get the severity of it in her life. Wondering if the law or why the law of polarity has taken such dominance so suddenly. (laughs) Great line. Great question. Boy, that shows great insight. She understands and is wishing that the polarity of whatever is happening now would reverse. So what's up? Well, for one thing, I think, Majana, you have some comments on just the languaging of this. Okay, let me set it up because... I, whenever you do, whenever you write something, so if you send us an email or you post something in one of our two 
podcast Facebook groups. This one is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast listeners. Life After Life Radio. Both on Facebook. So if you if you write something in there, it really helps get out what you're thinking, and you'll be amazed at how many subconscious little nuances come through. We had an example on um, Majana's podcast page. A lady wrote in about a relationship, a difficult relationship that she was having. And when we unpacked that through her own words, then it got crystal clear. She ended the relationship. And as it was ending, it was very clear that she needed to end it. I mean, so all of the things that were embedded in her verbiage all of a sudden filtered to the top. So it's really great when you can do this. So right away, I think there are some wording things here that we can address. So think of your own languaging right now, because this is going to be particularly important as we go through this tectonic shift, is how you language is going to be more important than ever. Right. And I think it's so easy to be ultra aware of it initially, and then we sort of slide back because it's a way of thinking. So just a really, really simple example Again, comes up really obviously when you're writing because you can see it. But if, let's say you're wanting a new job, there's a difference, a very powerful difference. If you say, I am so excited about my new job where I get to express my creativity and I'm handsomely rewarded for my time and energy and creative energies. Whatever attributes you want to capitalize on and list those in your as if that was your current position, versus saying, I can't wait to leave this job. I can't. I want a new job. I hate this job. I can't wait to get out of it. Although we perceive it as wanting the same thing, where's your focus going? On the first example, your focus is going on that new job that you're creating. The second time, the focus is right here, where you are and what you're not enjoying. And all the universe is listening to is this job. (laughs) So what do you get more of? This job. You don't get a break with this work. You really don't. When you're playing this game, you don't get a break. So in other words, you don't get a day off. You don't get an hour off. You don't get one thought off. So you can't default back to an old mode of thinking and have a different outcome. You just don't get any breaks from the universe. It is very black and white. It's very terse in that that instance. Um, Steve Forrest had a great example of something in the audio book that I narrated for him called The Book of Fire. And he started by talking about the season of Aries, the fire sign Aries, begins in the spring. So he said, you go out on your porch and you observe a nest. And in the nest are are five little blue eggs. Ah, it's springtime, right? So you check back a few days later and one, two, three, four, five little baby robins in the nest. And they all have their beaks up because they're all begging to be alive. They all want to live. They want food. They're saying, feed me, feed me. I want to live. I want to grow. I want to fly. And he says, then you go back a week or so later, and now there are only four birds in the nest. And you don't know what happened to the fifth one, but you know it wasn't good. (sighs) 
even though we are born into this life, and even though we want to live, we want to fly, we want to eat, we want to be taken care of, this life doesn't owe us anything. So one bird, two birds might make it, and the rest probably won't. And that's nature. So you have to realize, and this is why we do the work that we do, is because in mass consciousness, it will drag us down. It will permeate our thoughts with things that don't serve us. So that's why we have to listen to podcasts like this and saturate our mind with this kind of information and read things on Facebook that are not mass consciousness kinds of things. If your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed is full of all that kind of junk, man, get rid of it. Unconnect from all that stuff. It's a daily battle just to just to stay positive. And not only in social media, but who you hang around with, right? Associate in real life FaceTime with like-minded people. Yeah, so this is this is one big key critical element is what we set our focus on all the time. And we do read sometimes on our on the Facebook comments and we get the emails where it's just obvious that the thought patterns and that's the base of the pyramid. That's where it all emanates from. That's where what shows up in your life comes from is what you create in your mind first. It's all born there. That's the genesis origination point, okay? Now, what I'm extruding from this is possibly that things were working and then suddenly, at some point a month or so back, things stopped working. It's really about going back and taking inventory. All of the processes you know that you put in line to create and manifest what you want, it's so easy sometimes to just let something slide or not focus enough on that. So go back and take inventory. Are you going through the steps? Are you creating the way you want to create? Yeah, and that taking inventory is, I would agree, go back and look at that point where things shifted and see if there was anything at that point that might have influenced the change, okay? So you got to be really self-introspective here. And this is why I say journal in hand at all times, especially right now. This is such a critical time. Take your life seriously and take seriously what's going on in the world. This is not cruise control mode right now. This is, <laughs> this is we are in the playoffs. We are. And when you're creating, it's energy, right? So look at your life energetically. Is there something going on that has shifted your energy or is somebody in your life that is now their energy has shifted, which as you're kind of caught in their aftermath chakras, all of just how, what energy, what colors are you surrounding yourself with? What are you projecting out? You know, this is going to be a little bit silly, but get my point here. Okay. I'm overemphasizing. I'm setting up that I'm overemphasizing. If you were doing daily work, if you had a daily spiritual practice and you were getting up and you were doing your kundalini yoga in the morning and you were drinking your chai tea and you were journaling before you got your day started, do it three times a day. And if you're doing it three times a day, figure out how to do it nine times a day. I'm overemphasizing, but you get my point. This is the time to amp up your game. So whatever your baseline was, Literally, look in your life and see, 
how you could double your spiritual practice. Do you need to get up earlier? Do you need to make a daily morning routine? Do you need to dedicate time, block it out on your calendar? Whatever it is you have to do, but amp your game up right now. And I'm not talking about just January, February, March, and then your New Year's resolution falls away. I'm talking about how long? Yeah, well, I mean, the real shift is going to happen in 2024, and then it really gets interesting. <laughs> so This is the long game. It's a long game, folks. All right, now, on that end, let's talk about some of the other stuff that I've really been deepening my long game in my astrological studies and drilling down and, and studying as much as I can I'm, John, I'm about ready to turn you on to something that is going to be a real mental exercise, and your math teacher abilities is going to come in handy with this. But I'm reading some stuff right now that goes back to the ancient astrological traditions, and it is very math-based. So this whole thing is just revealing again to me the foundation of the universe, sacred geometry, the symmetry, the numbers, the math, the everything that I asked the universe for. When I heard Warren von Braun's quote that said, basically, that the physics or the math, the science of the universe is so precise that they can launch a rocket from a particular island in Florida, circle it around the moon, land it on a particular crater almost, take it off, a few, take the little capsule off, redock it to a ship, bring that back to the earth and drop it right next to a boat. Now, that's pretty incredible, right? And that's all doable because of the physical laws of the universe. And my thought or my prayer or my request of the universe was to please show me what would be as precise in the spiritual realm. Well, it took a while. It's been a decade, but I can say that the universe has obliged that. And now, my eyes, the scales are falling off, and I'm really seeing the power of this system. But what is taking place right now is a shaking of the foundations of the earth, of our lives, to a point where I think if you look historically, it's confirmed. And if you look at what's going on in our world, it certainly is predictable. It's reasonably predictable that there are going to be quite a few changes ahead. And particularly what I'm talking about is the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And if you've not heard about that, I've talked about it here some. I've talked about it extensively on the Fun Astrology podcast. And I have this free download. If you go to our uh, Soul Food Talks, that's S-O-U-L, soulfoodtalks.com, you can download the Saturn-Pluto video. It's about eight minutes or so. It's in our freebies section, and you're more than welcome to grab anything in there. Majana has some great meditations in there and some other things that uh, you can avail yourself of. But that Saturn-Pluto video will explain the history of what has happened. What is ahead of us, we don't know, but we know that some very transformational energy is taking place. When we were meeting on Sunday at the uh, little coffee shop in the grocery store, <laughs> Um, there were volcanoes going off all over the world. And the big one that got the headlines was in the Philippines. But then we find out that there are all these little volcanoes all over the, all over the planet, Puerto Rico and other places. So it's like 
what was going on just metaphorically, and again, this isn't, you know, it's it's not like there was going to be some holocaust on that day. No, didn't ever expect that, didn't really expect anything. So I was kind of surprised. And to see that, in essence, the earth was moaning from this change, this alignment, and Majana had a really good point about the gravity. Right. Well, just think about the moon. People that think astrology has no science base, I would have to take some issue with that. It's they never not... lived on a farm <laughs> with cows. <laughs> or in a classroom with kids. With kids. Or, <laughs> or worked you know. in an emergency room. Yeah. Just the moon itself, look how it affects the Earth's tides. And the, the moon is only a quarter the size of the Earth. So right now, we have focused in one house, in one place in the sky, which planets? Jupiter. He is huge, right? Talk about a massive. I looked up the I looked up the size. It's the biggest planet. Yes. So the Earth is eighty nine hundred miles wide diameter. You want to guess how wide Jupiter is? A whole lot more, but I don't. Know. <laughs> a whole lot more. How about ten x? Almost. It's wow. eighty two thousand miles across. Saturn is about seventy two thousand miles across. And that's interesting in and of itself because you have the biggest benefic planet and the biggest malefic planet that are big. They are. so That's even, symbolically huge right there. And then what else? So there's other planets. Well, uh, I, yeah, I was looking at this. So Mercury is about 3,000. Uh, Venus is about the same size as the Earth. Mars is about half the size of the Earth. But little Pluto, way little Pluto, way out there past Grandma's house, about another quarter mile is Pluto. It's the farthest planet out, and it is 1,500 miles wide. So what aligned in the sky was Saturn and Pluto. All right, so if you don't personally put much stake in astrology, let's just look at the science that we, that the, the Newtonian science, the Newtonian physics that governed this planet if the moon alone is a fourth the size of the earth and it impacts the earth as far as tides, which we see twice a day, that's just making the simple, obvious statements there. What about all of this other mass that has aligned that far exceeds the size and the mass and the gravity of the earth? And you were talking about what other planets. Well, the other planets are Jupiter, so big energy 10 times the size of the earth saturn big energy there pluto mercury and of course the earth being in the in that alignment so just look what that gravitational pull alone would do so it's not hugely unreasonable to think that since the earth is made of molten rock but beneath the solid crust that this would have some pull this would have some effect on the the liquid part of the earth like the moon has effect on our liquid bodies and the oceans so even without the other stuff just look at that this is a big deal it's a, it if it's impacting the interior part of the earth and making that come out what's it doing to our bodies which can affect our physiology our temperament because goodness you think there's some tempers flaring globally here and all of the other aspects that are just in motion. So we have so many pieces in play right now that aren't typically in play. And then think about how that's affecting your spouse, your partner, your coworker, your boss, your kids, right? Everybody's feeling it on the planet. 
Now, here's the other thing, and this goes back to this question, and some of you are not going to like this answer. I'm just going to set that up. Some of you are not going to like this, but just just play with it. Because some of the things that I'm studying right now is dances in that very thin line between fate and free will. And I remember, and the reason I'm saying this is that I, when I was first started looking at this 10, 12 years ago, I got a reading from a guy who was took a very unique look at how he interprets astrology. And he looked at my chart and he said, wow, you've been through some tough stuff, haven't you? And this is right as I was coming out of that second divorce. And I was like, yep, <laughs> you don't even know the extent of it. What he had seen on the graph, on the chart, was where Saturn was moving, the current position of Saturn was moving across, they call it transits in astrology, it was moving across the position of a lot of the planets like the Sun and Mars and Neptune and stuff like that in my original birth chart. So where they were when I was born, now modern Saturn, a dozen, 15 years ago, was moving past all of that. And it wreaked havoc because what it was doing was it was waking me up consciously. It was doing what it's supposed to do. It was me that was had my head where the sun didn't shine. <laughs> and and it was it was doing it was shaking the foundations in order to wake me up. And that's what's happening now. So when you think about is that, you know, are we fated? I mean, is this just the matrix? Is it just a big dream and one day we're going to wake up and go, oh, that wasn't real? Well, that's another discussion for another time. But the point is we are under other influences. So I think we have to dance in that space between we are always creating. We are made in the image of the one we are made in the image of God. We are made in the image of source, and source creates. It created back then. It's creating today, and that's part of our composition. That's part of our makeup. So, you know, that makes me think of an, an interesting perspective with that. If we look at it in that from that paradigm, how many days did creation take? Seven. Six. And what happened on the seventh? Rested. So extrapolate that to our creating. We can create, but is it not prudent to take a break from creating? We can visualize, we can put all motions in, everything in motion, do everything to bring into our life that which we want. And then at some point, you need to step back and let your mind and your body rejuvenate and rest and know that all of that work that you did is working and you're bringing what you want. It's coming to fruition while you're resting. That's a great point. And that brings up an example that I've used a lot when I've talked to people in the astrology readings and the coaching work that I've done, et cetera. This came from Fred Dodson. <laughs> Go figure. Um, if you think about like draw a horizontal line in your mind, just a, a line from left to right, and put a midpoint in that line. Let's call that the zero point. And if you come out to the left from that horizontal line, 10 units, and then you go to the right, 10 units. So let's say you had little tick marks, zero through 10, each direction. On the left, let's put desire, and on the right, let's put resistance. 
All right. So when we think about a letter like this, what I would think is somebody is desiring this subconscious stuff and this manifesting stuff to work on a level 10 or at least a level eight, you know, a high desire for this to work. Got to have this working. Want this to work. Why isn't it working? There's a lot of desire there. And then the resistance, let's say, resisting, why is this, I love that, the duality, why is the plurality working so well? Why is the law of polarity working in the opposite direction? So there's a resistance to what is. There's a resistance to just what's happening at the moment. All right. Basically what happens, Majana, when you desire something too much. You push it away. And what happens when you resist something too much? It's like a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effect, you know. It's like uh, both take wing. You could actually say both sprout little wings. One flies toward you and one flies away from you. And it's completely counterintuitive as to which it does. It's not listening to you. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, it does the opposite. It's not listening to you. So what Fred says is brilliant. Think about that zero point on the line. Draw a box. Just draw a shaded area out to two on both sides. Two to the desire side and two to the resistance side. And if that were shaded in, that's your box that you want to stay in. So it's not saying that you're robotic at zero and you just don't have any feelings or desires or emotions or anything. You're like Mr. Spock on Star Trek. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. What you do is you hold things loosely. So you have a desire for things to manifest. You have a desire for things to happen in your life, but you're whole and complete exactly where and as you are right now. I call that the zone of neutrality. And, <laughs> and that's where the universal magic happens is in that shaded box. Because if you're okay where you are and you want something here and you want something there, but when we want too much, promise you, it has taken flight. And when we resist that it has taken flight, it flies even farther and faster. <laughs> so just think of being in that neutral space. And even with all these things going on, be in that neutral space of you are whole and complete. You are perfect where you are. I've been mentioning to people to read the little book. Uh, you can get it online for free. It's called Acres of Diamonds. Actually, it was a sermon from a Baptist preacher about 150 years ago. It's very old by today's standards, and it is a beautiful message that basically what you desire and what you're looking for is right under your feet. So I would encourage you also to read that message as these uncertain times develop and realize that we all chose to be on this planet at this time, and we have everything that we need. You know, and as we chose to be here, we also chose to be here during this Saturn-Pluto conjunction. That's what I say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, during this time. And even if you are this master manifester, and you've been just brilliant at bringing and creating what you want, keep in mind as well, with all of the shifting, the change that's going on, what this conjunction and all of these planets aligned in Capricorn is all about foundation. 
its structure. So as you're creating, and so is the rest of the world, and this energy, the the huge planet energy is there, some things are being reconstructed from the ground up, which means other things have to come down. So what you're creating maybe is going to have to, like, it's kind of like a Tetris game, right? Some things have to move, some things have to fall away, others can be created, and things are shifting to create this new foundation and structure, and your creation fits right in there with it. So maybe if it's especially something big or complicated, maybe it's not creating as fast as it used to because other pieces are moving right now. And you know, the perfect extrusion of that point is that the very silence that you might be feeling is pointing you to the very thing that you need to get. Yes. It's part of the shaking that's going on of your foundation. So it's not like the universe has abandoned you and it's not like there's duality of you know, everything has moved on to the other side. This is what your soul needs right now in order to search and quiet and center and get inside the zero to two box to the left and zero to two box to the right and let loose of some things, turn loose, it's all good, and be in the space of creating power instead of desiring and wanting and resisting. No, I think also, so I'm going to just take a little bit of a step out there a little further and say, suggest that maybe we are all being challenged right now to up our game a little bit too. Oh, definitely. And so I invite you to look at what you're creating from the lens of how is this serving humanity? How is this serving everybody, not just me? Now, there is no highest and best personal good, because if something is really in your highest and best, then it enables you to better serve others. So it's beneficial that way. But I do think we're being called in a in a way that we haven't been called out before to step up and be of service and look from the lens of love, because universe is all about love. So are, are you attempting to create something that will benefit the greater good. Yeah, I think that's a great point. All right. Hope this helps. Thank you for writing from India. Wow. What an honor to take up this question. These are ominous times and we are going to, we are upping our own game too. Majana and I are, and we are going to continue to put out the very best stuff that we can to help you and us grow through it. So thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.